Welcome to the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This show offers wisdom, inspiration, and tips on how women entrepreneurs build their businesses and how they incorporate mindfulness and spiritual practices to become successful. I'm your host, Martina Thomason, a certified entrepreneur coach. I specialize in helping women entrepreneurs overcome limiting beliefs to get more clients and grow their income. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 15 of the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs podcast. Today, I'll talk about how to manifest anything and how it relates to both what the mystics have said for centuries, as well as what the neuroscience is telling us about it. Plus, I'll sprinkle in a little bit of quantum physics as well. So hold on to your hats. <laughs> manifestation is a term that is thrown around a lot these days. By definition, manifesting means a sign of something existing or happening. The word manifestation comes from Latin, manifestare, which means to make public. In the recent years, however, manifestation is basically associated with attracting whatever you want into your reality. And it's very much used in the alternative community, almost so much that it has become an empty word or a cliche. However, throughout this podcast, I'll use the words manifesting and creating interchangeably. The topic of this episode may sound like a rather bold statement <laughs> or even a clickbait, but after you've heard me out, you'll probably have a transformed way of looking at your life and circumstances. At least that was the case for me when I first heard about it. So firstly, let's take a moment to talk about what a circumstance actually is. A circumstance or a situation is always neutral until we give it meaning. Based on past conditioning, social norms, our current mood, preferences or past traumas, we have thoughts about our circumstances and make it mean things. I'll give you a quick example to illustrate what I mean. Going to the beach on a sunny day instead of working on your business is a circumstance. You might think that this is really nice. You're feeling relaxed and you enjoy the time away from work. On the contrary, with the same scenario of going to the beach on a sunny day instead of working on your business, you think about all the things that you should be doing instead of lying around on the beach and you start feeling guilty about it. You might beat yourself up and start to feel super stressed, making you more drained lying on the beach than actually doing the work. <laughs> As you can see, the two circumstances were the same, but the thoughts we had about it gave us two very different experiences. The thoughts also created different feelings in our body. In the first example, we felt relaxed and we felt enjoyment. Whereas in the second example, we felt stressed, guilty and drained. This is just a simple illustration, but it shows that what we think and feel about any given situation will make us take different actions and in turn create very different results. Again, going back to that same example, in the first scenario, we were relaxed, we might have read a book or listened to a podcast and because we felt recharged from the rest and inspired from what we learned 
from the book or the podcast, we might have gone home and created some amazing, inspiring content because our own cup was filled. It spills into our business in an effortless way. I experience this all the time. You probably have as well. On the other hand, in the scenario where we were guilt tripping and stressing, we might go home from the beach early, try to get some work done. But because our nervous system is under stress and our brain is not in an optimal state, we're neither creative nor productive. A quick note on that. It's been demonstrated that stress has a negative impact on processes related to creativity, including task switching and cognitive flexibility. If you want to read more about that, there's a link in my show notes. So going back to that example, we might end up getting frustrated for spending such a nice day indoors and spinning our wheels or procrastinating instead of actually getting anything done. So in the first example, the result was that we had an enjoyable trip to the beach, we learned something new, we felt recharged and did some work on our business to move it forward. In the latter example, we ended up being stressed, frustrated, spending the majority of the day indoors and getting close to nothing done on our business. So as you can see from these two examples, the thing that kicked off this whole chain reaction was what our thoughts were about the circumstance. The good news is that we can choose what thoughts we want to have about any given circumstance. And that right there is the key to manifesting whatever you want. When you choose to think intentional thoughts about a circumstance, Instead of thinking default thoughts that are built up by previous conditioning, which may no longer serve you, you can in effect create the results that you want. Most people think that the circumstances are what will determine whether we'll be successful or not. I'll give you an example about this too. And this is the more traditional way of viewing success, but it demonstrates what I mean. So. People think that the house that they live in, the car that they're driving, the size of their business they're running is what will determine how happy, how successful or financially secure they perceive themselves to be. We think that when we will get to a certain income level, we'll be happy. When we have a fully booked out practice with clients, will be successful. When we have a certain amount of savings, we will feel financially secure. We make our external circumstances responsible for how we think and feel about our level of success, happiness or safety. But that's not how it works. Looking at it that way is actually making our goals of achieving these things work against us. Everything is relative and we get to choose thoughts that make us feel happy, that make us feel successful or make us feel financially secure. A person living in a mansion could feel unhappy. A business owner with thousands of high ticket clients may not feel successful. A billionaire could feel financially insecure because they have a fear that it'll all disappear. What determines the level of happiness, success, financial security and freedom you perceive yourself to have are your thoughts about it. If you think that your house is not big enough, the car is not fancy enough or the business profitable enough, then that will be the experience you have of it. Whereas if you love your cozy house, you're grateful for it. You're thankful for the car that you have and proud of your business and how far you've come. Then that will be your experience of it. You could have zero dollars to your name and feel financially secure because you can borrow money. You can trust yourself to make it back and learn how to make good money 
going forward. From that mindset, you take action in alignment with making money. And as a result, you will create an improved financial situation for yourself. I'm not advising you take up a loan, but I just really wanted to put this on the edge to get you to realize the power of your thoughts. I encourage you to play around with these thoughts for a little bit and just see how far you can push it to realize that we can give any circumstance any meaning and live from that point of view. Our thoughts quite literally create the reality we live in. To spice this conversation up with some woo-woo, what we appreciate appreciates. If we can feel empowered and sufficient in our business right now, then we will in turn take empowered and higher value actions that will create higher value results. Also, the grass is greener where we water it. So the more energy we give, to what's good about our life and our business, the more we'll get of those things. So again, most people try to change their circumstance to create a different result, but it is never our circumstances. We hear about people succeeding against all odds and the so-called odds refer to their circumstances. Those people chose to think that they could succeed. They felt determined, empowered and confident enough to take the necessary action to then manifest what they desired into their lives. I'll give you another example from one of my clients. This really amazing lady runs an online shop that sells eco-friendly and sustainable products as well as selling her products through retailers. She told me that when she met with retailers where the manager was negative towards her products, she thought that she had lost the opportunity to sell her products through that store and she felt defeated even before trying. The actions that she took was to try to get the conversation to get over and done with as soon as possible and then get back in touch at a later stage. The result has been that she didn't get a contract with those clients. However, after I started coaching her, the thought she walked into any meeting with, regardless of the circumstance or type of managers who were there, was I am in control of the conversation and it's important that I teach them about the value of my products and help them turn their perception. Thinking those thoughts made her feel confident, in control, empowered and not scared. She didn't feel the stage fright that she had before. And Based on that, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She put in sales reports for her products, how well they were performing online. She brought samples for the managers and spoke about the products in a way that resonated with the managers. The result she created from this was that she was in control of the conversation and her excitement for the products rubbed off on the managers. So she reported back to me that the managers loved her products and that she was going home to celebrate getting into this retail chain with some champagne. So to sum up, by choosing to think those intentional thoughts, she manifested more abundance into her business through the contract with that retail chain. You might ask, how do I change my mindset and thoughts though? How do I even know what thoughts I need to change? The answer, awareness. <laughs> we first have to develop self-awareness. One of the things I love doing with my clients is to dream up big dreams and visions for their most ideal life. 
I encourage you to do the same. When you've written down everything you want to create in your life, pull out a new sheet of paper and start noting down all the excuses that come up for you. What are the reasons you tell yourself that you can't manifest these results? What are you afraid might happen along the way? Or what would you be afraid of if you were to create this in your life? The more honest, specific and detailed you are here, the better. The more you write down, the more raw, authentic and vulnerable you are, the better. Write it all down, even if the thoughts that come up sound ridiculous. These notes are for your and your coach's eyes only, so let it rip. <laughs> I'll give you one of my personal examples, which is pretty hilarious. I discovered this completely irrational thought that I had regarding posting on social media. I already had lots of pictures to draw from a photo shoot that I did and I had pages and pages of notes on my phone with content to accompany those pictures. So I could have literally just chosen a picture and a text and published it on Instagram within probably three minutes. Instead, I procrastinated. A part of me was afraid that I'd run out of pictures and notes to post. So I didn't post for weeks. My limiting beliefs of not having enough pictures and content to post made me not post, even when I had all of this content just sitting there waiting for me to share. <laughs> this is just one example, but I find that thought errors like these are so common. Luckily, they are easy to correct though. When we bring our subconscious thoughts to a conscious level, we get awareness about these small thought errors, which if not altered, can actually create quite a huge ripple effect and vicious cycle. So we get to accept that they were there and choose new, more empowered thoughts that are in alignment with the things that we want to manifest. So coming back to that list of limiting beliefs and thought errors that I was just talking about, these are the things that you most need to work on right now. Mind you, the list of thoughts can evolve as we peel back the layers. Sometimes it's as though our ego becomes more sophisticated and offers thoughts that seem good, but really aren't. <laughs> and, and by the way, when I say work on, I don't mean fix or reject yourself as you are now. Doing that will only make things worse and what we resist persists. So we have to understand where these thoughts come from lovingly accept them and validate them and then choose new thoughts. So after acknowledging and accepting that the thoughts are there, take one line of thought at a time and intentionally choose thoughts that you want to think instead. Gather evidence for why these new and more supportive and empowering thoughts can be or already are true for you. Keep in mind that a personal truth is never absolute but always valid. I also want to add a perspective from the realm of the mystics because I'm all about that woo. <laughs> People in the alternative community often speak about frequency or vibration relative to how positive or evolved or how much you're living in alignment with your highest path or your purpose in this lifetime. For some, this might appear far-fetched and sound like fluffy concepts with little to no substance. However, I personally like to draw parallels from science into the mystic realm. 
So the way I see it and from the research papers that I've read is that when we learn to think new thoughts and build new neural pathways, it will take more effort to think these thoughts. As neuroscience teaches, our default thinking follows neural pathways that have been used so often that it almost becomes a highway for our thoughts. When we experience a circumstance, our thoughts are produced automatically with minimal effort with the help of our subconscious programming. It will take some time to make these new neural pathways become highways and establish these intentional thoughts as default ones. So therefore changing our mindset is a process that may seem hard in the beginning. Our brain also helps us filter out noise. In today's world in particular, we are exposed to an incredible amount of information and stimuli. And as I mentioned in one of my previous podcast episodes, our subconscious brain can process about 11 million pieces of information per second, whereas our conscious brain can only process about 40 pieces of information per second. This is super helpful for us as we would get very overwhelmed and have a complete sensory overload if we were to consciously take in 11 million pieces of information per second or, or about 713 billion pieces of information every day. But what constitutes what comes through our filter and gets processed consciously? Although I have a keen interest for neuroscience, I am no expert. <laughs> I would assume that some things go through the filter because of our biology, our survival and reproductive instincts, etc. But with a simple test, we can also see that what we consciously choose to focus on or think about is what will come through that filter to our conscious awareness. I mentioned this exercise in one of my previous episodes, so I'll only explain it briefly. Tony Robbins is known for asking his audience to look around, seeking out all of the things that are in a certain color, say for example, blue. Then he asks them to close their eyes and tell him where all the green objects were. Everyone is having such a hard time telling him where the green objects are because that was not their point of focus. The people doing the exercise instructed their brain to look for only one thing. And in doing so, they filtered all of the other colors, then blue, away from their conscious awareness. This brings me back to the mystics way of describing this phenomenon. It's said that you can only access the people and circumstances that match your frequency and that, for example, people with an abundance mindset will access or attract more lucrative opportunities than those who don't. An alternative way to describe this in a more grounded scientific way is that the opportunities were there all along, but you didn't see them because the programming in your mind was set to others can have that kind of success, but not me. Our brain is a scientist that goes out on a hunt to find evidence for your beliefs so that those beliefs become more solidified and real. It's like a girl who has dated douchebags and concludes that all men are assholes. <laughs> her brain will notice actions from men or stories about men that confirms her belief. However, she fails to take note of the sweet, loving guys that would never do anything hurtful. I'm speaking from experience here. Can anyone else relate? <laughs> Luckily, I cleaned those thought patterns up. Tying this concept back to mysticism again, we are increasing our frequencies when we think thoughts that are serving our expansion rather than limiting us. 
we live in alignment with our highest path and timeline when we focus on and tune into the opportunities that were already there, but we couldn't see when we're stuck in the limited thinking. Again, it always comes back to our thoughts, which again creates feelings in our bodies. So Dr. Candence Pert says that the molecules of emotion, a kind of neuropeptide, changes the chemistry of electricity of every cell in the body and mind. Feelings literally alter the electrical frequencies generated by our bodies, producing a nonverbal communication. The links to these research papers are in the show notes. But this introduces a whole new field of science, quantum physics. <laughs> I did quite a lot of research for this podcast episode and came across a super interesting article called why we need quantum physics for cognitive neuroscience. It talks about the Journal of Neuroquantology, which was first published in 2003 and intends to bridge all the ideas about neuroscience and quantum physics under the same roof. I want to quickly mention a short phrase from this article. On the one side are traditional neuroscientists who believe that their way to understand the brain is through looking at the nerve cells. On the other side are various physicists who suggest that the laws of quantum mechanics may have an influence on the dynamics of consciousness and the mind. At the same time, however, consciousness and the mind cannot be separated from matter. So we're moving into a very complex area of science and we don't yet know enough about any of that to draw conclusions from it. However, I love how the lines between mysticism and science become more and more blurred as we discover more about how things work in this universe. The link to this research paper can also be found in the show notes over at my website martinathomason.com. So regardless of the terms or language that you resonate with, frequency, manifestation and attraction or filtering processes in the brain between conscious and subconscious and laws of quantum mechanics. Either way, we can use it to create the results that we want in our lives. When we go about changing a mindset, it can be regarded a bit the same way as changing an emotional state. So looking at the emotional spectrum, we can't jump from helpfulness and depression to absolute confidence and joy in one sitting. It's like a ladder where the steps further up the ladder is out of reach until you've climbed the steps closer to you. The same is true for our thoughts. We won't just wake up one day and have a million dollar mindset or whatever success looks like to you. We can choose to think high value thoughts in line with the results that we want to create. But in order to believe for sure that we can make a, a million dollars this year, we first need to believe that we can for sure make $50,000 or a hundred grand for sure this year. <laughs> we must believe in the smaller sums like making 10 grand this month before we can believe in the huge milestones. People seem to have a bias towards how much they can create in, for example, three years, as opposed to what they can create this month, this week, or even today. Summing up this whole episode, creating the life you want or manifesting anything really comes down to choosing to think the highest value thoughts, creating the highest value feelings that will have you take the most high value actions that will create the most high value results. 
So be very clear on what you value and what you want. Reverse engineer back from your most desirable life. What would you have to think to build a successful business? What would you have to feel about yourself and your circumstances? What actions would you take as the most successful version of yourself relative to the situation in order to manifest this life? The saying goes, be careful what you ask for, you might get it. But I'd rather say, be careful what you think, you will create it. <laughs> so I hope you got a ton of value from this episode and that you got a better understanding about manifestation. I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in an Instagram story, letting me know your biggest takeaway. I'll be back next week with an amazing interview. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone who would benefit from listening in. As always, please leave a review five stars for good karma and if you think we need more mindfulness and spirituality in business if you're interested in coaching with me head on over to my website and schedule a free discovery call finally if you have any inquiries or you would like to interview me on your show shoot me an email details are in the show notes over at my website martinathomson.com have an amazing week cheers guys